Kiora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello there, Chris. Hello, Mark. It has been quite a while, has it not? It has. Hello, listeners. Thank you for uh, persisting with us in our absence. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you here, and uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, now this is the world's number one geospatial podcast. It is about all things kind of spatial, location intelligence, analysis, and a bit of tech thrown in there for good measure. Yep, uh, lots of stuff. And we've got an exciting podcast, Chris. Uh, we have. I mean, it's every episode is an exciting podcast, Mark, but this perhaps is, is you know, pretty good as well. <laughs> it has. So on the show tonight, today, whenever you're listening to it, uh, uh, yeah. What have we got? A bit of Google? Yeah, some news about Google. Google's up to things. Um, Flat Earth Society Lookout. Um, bit of Esri, you know, a bit of conferencey stuff. Yep, other conferences around the world that you should go to. Yeah, sure. Um, a bit of a catch-up about where we've been and what we've been up to, um, because I know you've missed us. <laughs> yeah, um, and an ex- excellent, exciting game of export to shapefile. Now, Mark, we always like to put a disclaimer in, don't we? We do, and they're usually long-winded. Uh, <laughs> and, and it goes along the lines of uh, everything everything we say and do on this podcast is completely <laughs> independent of anyone we work for or work with. Yeah, sure. I think that just about covers it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's good. I mean, just you've got to cover these things off, Mark. I mean, it's a litigious society. It's difficult. It is. It is. And also being the number one show, people are, people are out to get us. Well, I, mm, well like actually, the people are out to contact us. We've got um, quite a lot of contact from from our trip to the UC, Ezra UC. Yeah, that was uh, that was really good. But more, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later on, right? Yeah. Now, one thing we must talk about, Chris, uh-huh. um, is that we would really like a sponsor. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Mark. I mean, this is this is we kind of it's almost getting to a stage where we're pleading. Now, <laughs> I think. No, no, I mean, we, people, lots of people get in contact with us, and we're really happy to talk about geospatial um, things going on in the world. Mm, um, mm. And lots of different companies uh, use geospatial. I'm looking at you, Mercedes. Um, <laughs> sure. And, and, yeah, perhaps, you know, just a plug or two on our, on our show, the number one podcast in the world for geospatial based in New Zealand, um, would be something they're willing to invest in. Do you know what? Uh, I talked about uh, this with you earlier in the week. You know, part of the reason we started this podcast was for fame and fortune and the fact that we couldn't afford to buy a boat. And, you know, That's right. I, I've started looking at boats um, recently. <laughs> I, th- I think it's midlife crisis. It really is. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't want much, Mark. I don't, <laughs> honestly. You know, I just want something. Something, but anyway, um, that's enough of the pleading. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit. But, was that? Do you reckon that was pleading enough? <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but but if people did want to get in contact with us about sponsorship or anything else we've discussed on the show, how would they do that, Chris? Do you know there are so many ways? It's uh, well, there are just so many. So you can go on uh, Facebook, and that's um, Facebook uh, slash Geodorable. Uh, you can uh, email us at geodorable at gmail dot com. Um, you could follow us on Twitter. I mean, we're always on Twitter, um, yeah. and that's uh, my Geodorable. Um, that's on Twitter. Um, 
You can and our website, message. Chris. Oh, our website. I've forgotten about that, actually. Sorry. Uh, it, well, of course, it's uh, it's uh, geodorable.com. What else could it possibly be, Mark? That's right. Number one podcast in the world. Sure. Um, for all things geospatial, based in New Zealand. Yeah. Shall we get on with the news? Uh, yeah, let's. Spatial news. Now, Chris, both of you and both of us, both of you and I, I was going to say, <laughs> went to the Esri User Conference in San Diego. Uh, we did, and uh, our last episode, um, well, our last episode was done with the uh, the lovely Kurt Towler, uh, who has his uh, his his own podcast, um, which you should listen to. You really should listen to it, and they'll be sh- sponsor ours. Yeah, yeah, there'll be. <laughs> <laughs> links in our show notes uh yeah we did a, a, a podcast there um but but what where we're going with this news is not how much we had a good time at the esri user conference it, it was that no um the plenary sessions are actually online well for the first time ever in their entire history uh they were live streamed um I mean, that's great if you're watching the live stream, but now, obviously, kind of five, six weeks later on, six weeks, seven weeks later on, probably, uh, you might want to go back and refresh your memory. Um, and so uh, most of the plenary sessions are uh, available, um, uh, and you can get to them from the uh, the Esri website. You can, and I think I, it'd be good if other special vendors started doing this as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you pick yeah. up quite a bit from the um, from these, you know, put them up on YouTube, etc., um, but yeah, we'll post a link, um, or you can just Google it. Well, yeah, and I think uh, one of the other reasons uh, I think it's really good is you know the conference is quite techy, but the plenary doesn't get that techy, so it kind of gives you that bit of kind of inspirational, um, you know, GIS love, I guess. Well, it was emotional this time. I mean, if you want to see Jack cry, it's a good reason to watch the uh, plenary. I may have missed that bit. When anyway, with the school teachers. Oh, oh, oh! Actually, yeah, that was pretty emotional. <coughs> it's quite choked up actually about it quite now okay let's carry on spatial news uh google maps chris yeah so i i like to think this is uh this is a bit of a nod at the uh, the flat earth society i i mean i don't know i just yeah maybe um for those of you who uh, haven't used google earth in a, oh, sorry google maps in a while um, you may not have noticed this, uh, but Google Maps, if you now zoom out and keep zooming out and keep zooming out, it turns into a globe. Yes, so the world is no longer flat. No, no, no. Um, uh, I mean, it, so. I don't think it's ever been flat, actually, Mark. All right. <laughs> okay. But actually, yeah. I, I quite like it. It's, uh, it's it's quite good fun. You know, it looks... It's okay. It, it doesn't help you if you're trying to look on the, on the map to... You know, when the continents are very far apart, is what I'm saying. Are you saying that you preferred the flat map? Yeah, I probably did, actually. Yeah, fair enough. You can't please everybody, can you? Uh, yeah. And if you... Uh, I, mean, I imagine the Flat Earth Society listened to this podcast, because, quite frankly, why wouldn't they? Um, get in touch. We'd love to hear what you think. Yeah. And let hmm. us know what your favourite projection is. <laughs> yeah. Spatial news. Uh, so hot on the heels, Chris, of many, many articles we've had on this podcast mm-hmm. about um, secret intelligence stuff. 
um, oh, yeah, yeah. and the use of of public uh, GPS tracking devices, like your Garmin and your TomTom and your yeah. What are yeah. those other ones? What are they called again? I'm, I'm pretty bad. I'm a Strava, Garmin person. Um, yeah, fitness trackers, Fitbits, etc. Fitbits, that's the ones. Um, anyway, turns out um, Pentagon have been listening to our podcast. Well, yeah, so if you remember back in episode something or other, uh, we did a piece on um, Strava releasing their hotspot maps yes. um, of, of where you know people were using Strava activities. Yes, and, and the then, Australian picked up that. <laughs> well, yeah, and they clearly highlighted uh, you know a bunch of uh, potentially secret military bases uh, around the globe. And so the Pentagon, yeah, has, has banned the use of these GPS watches by their... Um, yeah. They're servicemen and women. You have to know it's a bit thick when people are banning stuff. Well, I'm kind of thinking this is a little bit um, shutting the stable door after the horse has bolted. Or our people aren't that bright that they don't realise what happens when you're using a, a public tracking system. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. A little bit of education. Hey, yeah, we're you would have secret. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so I don't know. That's something interesting. Um, but as, as we said in our podcast many times before, uh, be aware of what you share. Of course. Have we said that before? Yes, we have. Okay, well, I like that. Um, I, now, I now do feel sorry for all the soldiers out there who are kind of, you know, they were really fit and now they're just kind of, you know, blob out because they've got no incentive to run anymore, you know. Sure. <laughs> Spatial news. Ah, oh, it's good to be back. Um, <laughs> it's the timing that gets it right. <laughs> uh, uh, this one, Chris, boundless. Yeah, boundless. So um, they have uh, they put out an article earlier in the week. Well, last week, I think it was. Last week. Um, yeah, about. Um, well, the thing that caught my eye was. Uh, the, the title, which was GIS Technology Goes Mainstream. Um, and I guess I've, I've kind of heard that said many a time uh, over the my almost 20 years uh, career in the GIS profession. Uh, it's always just been about to go mainstream. Um, but Boundless now, um, I'm pretty sure that it is. And uh, they've qualified that by producing what they call the modern playbook for GIS cloud migration. Yes. Um, now, you've just downloaded this, Chris. I have, yeah. Um, and does it mention anything about here maps? It doesn't. I've got to Map say it? that... Well, I've, I've, I've got to say that... Um, Carto. Yeah, I, li I like Boundless, but uh, it's 10 pages. That's not a playbook in my book. <laughs> well, so it's not you, even a pamphlet in my book. You coach junior rugby, eight-year-old rugby. How many, how, many, how many players could you fit on a book? Uh, well, we were uh, we were ten aside, so I'd need at least ten pages, really. <laughs> With the same thing written on it. Well, no, no, we had man many plays loop. Anyway, let's not talk anyway. about rugby now because um, you've set me off because we had such a good season. Uh, yeah, um, just a shout out to uh, the um, University Whites team. Uh, you did very well. Very proud of you. Quite choked up. Great stuff. Good yeah. coaching, Chris. Thanks. Um, Right, anyway, so Boundless have come out and said that GIS is now mainstream because you can take it to the cloud. Yeah, basically. Um, um, yeah, I, and, and I'm, I'm not sure. Are we are we kind of down on this or just mocking it? or? 
I mean, I, th- I think there's a certain a certain mocking just because it's ten pages, right? It's not a playbook. Come on. Uh, my mocking uh, started with the um, trends show that GIS systems. So if you s- expand that out, there's trends show that ge- geographic information system systems. Oh, <laughs> so increasingly it's like, um, yeah, know the acronym. But anyway, um, if you're a boundless customer or you're thinking of going boundless, and we're not anti-boundless. Oh, totally not. Um, we we we're big big supporters. Yep. Um, feel free to sponsor us. Not <laughs> <laughs> get in touch at least. Um, but yeah, so uh, they are pushing that they're now completely cloudified. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know, hey, that's great. Um, just it just just to me, it just seems a little bit you know. Oh, GIS is is mainstream. We've we've been there before, many times. Yep. And they also use cool words like business disruption. Yeah, but I reckon um, you know it is worth downloading the play pamphlet um, and having a quick flick through it. Some interesting points in there. Um, so Good. yeah, worth doing. Spatial news. Now speaking of big players in the geospatial world, Chris. Uh, yeah, um, this is a uh, this is an article about here who apparently lead uh, lead the way of location platform offensive uh, effectiveness. Uh, they lead the way ahead of Google and TomTom, which is uh, is pretty interesting. Yeah, so Counterpoint Research, who are a research group, <laughs> and the name says it all. Um, they've they've done a map of um, oh, spatial spatial. Uh, effectiveness, <laughs> I want to say, or well, spatial capability, spatial platforms. Yep. Um, and they've put put them all on the map, and they've said, "Hey, this is where um this is where the people are." So, on one side you've got licensing, and the other side you've got social and hardware platforms and location platforms. Really, actually, really interesting. I've downloaded this uh, this report, and it is quite good. But basically, it comes out saying here leads. Which is kind of, of interesting. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think of here in that way. I guess, but that's that's probably my own uh, limitation. I guess. Um, big fan of what here do. Uh, totally, you know. Um, but and just hadn't quite have pictured them in that way. I guess. Yep. Um, so here are driving trends. Um, mm. Open open partnerships. Um, open mapping, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Google does close, closely follow. Yeah, um, and Tom Tom as well, but you know this they've they've got Esri on the map. They've got um, Microsoft, Oracle, yeah, Ford, BMW, um, Audi, yeah, uh, Mercedes. So, they've got Mercedes, who I believe are about to sponsor you, aren't they, Mark? I believe so because we've mentioned them many times. <laughs> uh, well, it's the quiet drive I like. You know, um, <laughs> it's a European excellence of the quality. Hmm. Of, um, so that is an article well worth special checking maps. out. I think. You know, yeah. <laughs> it is actually, and I, and I do like. You know, there's a number of you know, there's Gartner, there's Counterpoint, and there's a few others, and these kind of research topics, particularly around uh, uh, spatial, are, are really interesting. Um, changes a little bit each year, but um, you know, interesting to see here out there on top. Yep. So we'll post a post a um, link for that in the show notes, or you can just uh, go to Counterpoint in it. Into spatial or TomTom or here and find yeah. it. Spatial news. Oh, we like a party, Chris. 
<laughs> man, I've been to some in my time. I can tell you. I mean, nothing recently, obviously. That's a lie, actually. I went to my eight-year-old's birthday. I mean, yeah, my, yeah was that, that was... Uh, my ears were bleeding, man. They are so loud. Eight-year-old boys, they're the loudest things in the world. Seriously. I could believe that. Mm. Um, anyway, anyway, that's not the birthday party we're talking about, oh, is no. it? No. No, 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 no. Although, I mean, good achievement. Yeah, well, sure. Your wife's achievement, really. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Would it surprise, to, uh, surprise you to you know, hear that she's going away next weekend for a girls' <laughs> weekend? It wouldn't, wouldn't, no. No, no. Anyway, that's not the party either. Uh, <laughs> it's open street map, Mark. It is. So this happened whilst whilst we were away. Um, you were travelling through the States and, you know, I wasn't, but anyway. Um, yeah, this happened back in August, I think it was, 12th of August. Yeah, 12th of August, not that, not that long ago. Um, they were so they were officially fourteen. They've turned fourteen. Yeah, yeah. And there's a nice blog post of people partying around the world. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but I th- I th- I think it's a nice timely uh, timely reminder that people should support OpenStreetMap. Ah, oh, totally. It's a fantastic resource. Really is. It is, and it's coming more and more onto its own. Uh, you yeah. can see more and more. To government agencies, but people are relying on OpenStreetMap for their um, production or professional systems. Yeah, I mean, my concern really is, you know, you turn fourteen. I mean, your body's starting to change. Your voice is getting, you know, deeper. Um, you know, we're, we're about to move into the difficult kind of, you know, pre-teenage years. I think this I, is going to be a tough time for OpenStreetMap. Are you going to say OpenStreetMap's going to um, start noticing the opposite sex? <laughs> Totally, you know, and they'll be like, "You're not go, you're not going out in that dress, young lady." You know, and those kind of comments. You know, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah, um, I, I must say, of the cakes they're showing in the open street map, uh, the one from Fukushima in Japan mm. um, is the most intriguing, with some sort of green topping around it. Um. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that's a kind of map on top. I'm not sure. And then some um, interesting... Oh, I actually I want to know what they are now. What's your can those little kind of like profiteroles around the outside? Something like that. Um, they I, know, I think we'll go with something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to see that the uh, UK just had a beer. A pint. I, yeah. Yeah. They look so happy. <laughs> all of them. Uh, oh, they're suffering from the heat Bangladesh wave. Look, yeah, Bangladesh looks pretty good. They've got a nice cake. I like what Washington's done. You know, they've made a nice map there, and they've uh, you know they put some points of interest on the map. Brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> people celebrate OpenStreetMap. If you're not using it, maybe you should investigate using it. You should. Spatial news. Now, Chris, I know you've just got back from the Esri User Conference. Yes. Well, not just, but you know. Yeah, I mean, still recovering, right? What a blast. Sure, sure. But, but how would you like to t- attend the United Nations World Geospatial Information Congress, or NWIG, as no one is calling it? I mean, it it sounds awesome. Where is it being held? Uh, it has been held in China. Oh, okay, cool. To be precise, Dingqing, Zhejiang mm-hmm. Province. Cool. Well, I'm there. When is that? The 19th to 21st of November, November. 2018. Yeah, and yeah. This, this is the inaugural one. I mean, it's quite interesting. The, the details are a little bit light. 
A little um, bit sketchy, yes, true. Yeah, like they're talking about the plenary is, but it's more like the topic's not who is speaking. So not a lot of details. I'm slightly uh, worried that this is the first one they've done. Are the United Nations just getting onto geospatial? <laughs> Which is weird, because I thought it was mainstream. Uh, sure. Um, anyway, <laughs> if if you're actually thinking, actually, I would like... Um, I would like a part of that because um, it's about uh, it's about geospatial stuff going on in the world. I've just realised, Chris, mm-hmm. that uh, it's actually been initiated by the United Nations Committee of Experts on Global Geospatial Information Management, or UNGGM, as no one is calling it. They they need to do better on those. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if world plat- world world mapping is your thing, this would be a good thing to go to. I do like the uh, the tagline, the geospatial way to a better world. I quite like that. Yeah, hmm. that's nice. Spatial news. And that's the end of our news, Chris. No, it's not. Isn't it? No, we've got one more story about Google. Come on, Mark. You've got to catch oh, up with right, the plague. Sorry. Oh, sorry, listeners, but Mark has been away. <laughs> He's still recovering from uh, not focusing on things. <laughs> That's actually quite true. The number of things I'm not focusing on now. Is, well, is I actually really like. I like this story. This is almost my favourite story. This probably actually this is my favourite story of all the oh, news. All the news. What is it then, Chris? So Google, you know them guys. Google. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so basically what they're doing is they are inventing new neighborhoods because they're how they're can Goog- you do that well because their google maps are so ubiquitous 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 <laughs> ubiquitous oh now you've got me doing it. <laughs> okay. common uh, everywhere common yeah or everywhere <laughs> um on occasions they have put in new kind of neighborhood names Either accidentally or on purpose, and those neighbourhood names have started to become um, kind of the mainstream in those neighbourhoods. How do they create these neighbourhoods, Chris? By writing the name of the neighbourhood over the neighbourhood. They're not, you know, it, it's just where they've called a particular area. You know, so I live in Auckland. I live in a place called uh, St Heliers, and um, they've kind of, in some maps, they've renamed some of those neighbourhoods, and they have be- become reality. So I'm still trying to work out how they get the names. What do you mean? Um, so they've got an example there of the East Cut, which is a neighbourhood in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, invented by a branding agency. Mm-hmm. So I think they've just come up with a few names for places that haven't got names currently. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going I'm going to the East Cut, or I'm going to Fishcorn, which is another example there. But I really like that. It's kind of you know, perhaps engaging with the community and creating these neighbourhoods that perhaps didn't exist before. Sure. On the other side, um, mm-hmm. it kind of will well influences public record and in, in governments in that they already name these things yeah potentially yeah but perhaps they um, name them better i don't know uh, for me this is a little bit like um you know paper towns you know the the kind of putting places on a you know putting places on a map that don't exist sure 
um, but yeah, uh, no, there's a slight concern on the back back of this that um that if Google are creating these places and then they become real, then Google actually owns the name of them. Maybe, <laughs> and then it can start using it as advertising. Well, yeah, and then charging people to to say it. Yeah, potentially. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, so if you see some funny names on uh, on Google, actually, but how would you even know, Chris? Like, I don't know San Francisco that well. Mm, I've only been um, there a few times. So. And so is, you know, the East Cut, and, which is just north of South Beach, Bayside Village. Now, both of those sound legitimate to me. Well, yeah, who knows? <laughs> okay. This is why I like the story. This is why they're, they're creating, they're, you know, they're sure. developing new things. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, read the article. See what you think. Let us know. Uh, chances are I'm speaking rubbish, but, you know, uh, if I'm not, let us let us know what you think, because uh, we like to hear from you. We do. Shall we move on to um, topic of the week, Mark? Yes. Topic of the week. Right, let's wait for the pumping music to calm down. Now this is exciting, Chris. Yes. We're back. We are. We haven't done the topic of the week in ages. Uh, largely because we've been doing a lot of uh, interviews and stuff recently. Yeah, and we've got interviews coming up that are exciting. Can we talk about it now? or, or No. No, okay. No, we're in barcode. They are exciting, though. I mean, they're kind of top-notch um, in my book, anyway. Not to say that our, our previous guests have all been top-notch. I'm, I know, but I'm just saying we're continuing the top-notchery. Right? Oh, you know, absolutely. You know, absolutely. This, this, this they, they are awesome. Yes. Um, and, and can I just point out, I like the fact that they came to us. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it, but, you know, I'm quite excited that they did. Well, yeah, I mean, sorting through the um, the hordes of junk mail we get. Junk mail? Fan mail. No, fan mail. Fan mail, sorry. We don't actually get junk mail. We get a lot of fan mail. Thank you for your fan mail. We do actually read every one of them. Sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we've got some exciting interviews coming up that will be happening, hopefully, over the next couple of episodes. Yep. Um, and why have we been away, Chris? Why have we been off air? Well, mainly because of you, let's be honest. (laughs) So, you know, I I came back after the conference. I came back to New Zealand. And then went on holiday straight away. Well, yes, but not for as long as you did. (laughs) And you you decided to head off into the wide blue yonder with your family and explore the United States of America. Well, yeah, parts of the United States of America. Um, Well, obviously not all of it. I mean, it's a big place. No, it's a massive place. And Mm. it's a lot of fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I discovered something which which I think might might be a bit controversial. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, let us know if you if you disagree. Um, I actually hate to say it, but the best hot dogs we oh, had f- came from Seven Eleven. I mean, this is this is I think this is a conversation starter, but I'm not quite sure if I want to be part of this. I mean, yeah, this is going to be a very. I mean, we went to um, Cats. Cat's Diner, which is very famous, delicatessen mm. in New York. I've been there. That was good. Yeah. Didn't you have a super expensive um, sandwich? Well, it, it it it's hard to understand the quality of the meat, Chris. But but yes. Um, but things are different in other countries, you know. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah New Zealand, maybe that, that sort of sandwich wouldn't cost that much money. <laughs> or might have a few more ingredients, but it, it was fine. Cultural okay. experience. I mean, that's a, that's a ringing endorsement <laughs> by anybody's. Um, but yeah, but anyway, so that's what we discovered about hot dogs. We also discovered lots of bad maps. Just before we leave the hot dog thing, um, <laughs> I just need to step in with my my favourite hot dog. Um, <laughs> of course. Was, was actually from um, San Diego at the conference. Okay. So there, I mean, last year there were two hot dog, hot dog kind of, you know, vendors. This year there was only one. I don't know why the other one shut down, health and safety. I don't know, you know. Um, but th- so I, I started going to the other one, which is, which is, you, it's it kind of in the middle of the gas lamp quarter but just this little place and he's got like a little menu of you know i think about six or seven hot dogs i just thought they were awesome you don't get that kind of food in new zealand so i thought it was a great opportunity just to you know fill up on a hot dog sure hmm. sorry carry on <laughs> it's all right um so yeah we drove a lot and walked a lot through the united states mm-hmm. um used a lot of maps Mm-hmm. Main map was actually Google, Google Maps. Of course. Did you come across any invented neighbourhoods? I wasn't aware of any that I came across, which is the danger of invented neighbourhoods. Yeah. Um, but I would just like to say how how difficult it is to actually use Google when you're trying to walk. See, I agree. I think Google on your mobile phone whilst you're walking is nigh on impossible to use. Yeah, down to the down to the basics that they don't label the roads you know you, you zoom in real f- close to actually try and find out where you are mm. and you're at an intersection and none of the roads are labeled you've got to swipe or scroll along to try and find the name of one road then you've got to scroll back and then find the name of the other road mm. um yeah there's a bit of an oversight underside or something in that um, that was one because you're walking slowly the map doesn't kind of it doesn't give you that which way am I walking, Miss? If you know what I mean. No, it definitely doesn't do that. Mm. Um, that was the other problem. So you're walking, and it's always pointing north. Yeah. Um, which it doesn't seem to do if you're driving. Maybe it definitely needs some kind of walking mode. Yeah. Yeah, just to to help you out a little bit. You should be able to see this up front, or you know, just to yeah. help you with that. And yeah. the other thing was the um, that I mean, it's quite good that they'll put put building names so like they'll go oh here is the um the sears shop sears don't have shops <laughs> but what is that you mm-hmm. know but they won't actually tell you whether that's actually whether whether you should be able to see it because it's entrances on that street or it's actually you know just around the corner mm. because it's a dot in the middle of the parcel it's not a dot where the entrance is and so you're standing there going oh i should be able to see um you know a subway you're like, I can't see a subway. And then you walk down, oh, look, the subway's up the side. Yeah. Because they're not putting the um, dot on the, st- on the street. So, I mean, what do you reckon? Do you think a walking mode would help? Do you think that, you know, they should yeah, I th- do something? They, sh- they should definitely do something that makes it easier to understand when you're on the street. Yeah, I do. I do agree. I've I've had many issues with that as well. Were you actually kind of going? This is where I want to go. Were you kind of using it for directions? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I often didn't. Often put in the this is where I want to go. Yeah. And then never put the hit direction. Ah, uh, hit the directions, but never put start navigation because that would just 
get you completely lost because it never knew which way you were facing anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, and what was the other one on that? Ah, um, oh, they need to build in times for crossing the road. <laughs> oh, it can take a while, can it not? It, you know, this is only a 15-minute walk. 25 minutes later, it's like, ah, oh, you guys didn't expect me to wait this long at, for crossing the road. Well, I mean, that's that's part of the problem of, of having, um, you know, the, the grid layout of, uh, you know, yeah. towns. Um, so what else did we use? We used, um, we went to Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seem to have missed buildings off their maps, hmm. which is highly uh, confusing when you're going, well, there should be an empty space here, but there's a big building. Um, that was a bit hard. The best thing we came across, and this is this is just terrible, Chris, mm. um, was we got a paper map of Boston, and okay. it was just fantastic to use. A paper map? A paper map. I've heard of those. I haven't seen one in quite a while, to be honest. Oh, I haven't used one in, in decades. But yep. yeah, it's paper map of Boston. Um, easy enough to work out where you were and what you're doing. And Well, I imagine there's a little blue dot on a piece of paper where you were, right? No, not at all. What? Um, but yeah, it was easy enough to deduce. Uh, Boston labels the streets well as well, which helps. And um, w- did, did you manage to kind of move the map around, you know, so you could... I didn't have to. Like, I didn't have to rotate the map, Chris. I just Far worked out. it out. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Paper Maps. There's, there's still a place for uh, lost tourists. Do you know what, though? I, th- I think, you know, that is entirely true. And, and part of that comes down to, uh, you know, good cartography. Part of it comes down to good wayfinding within the city itself, making, you know, places kind of obvious and signage and so forth, you know, useful. But, yeah, there is something special I still think about Paper Map. You know, um, often yeah. when you go to a you go to a new city uh, and you go and stay in a motel or a hotel or whatever else, and they have those kind of maps, you know, yeah, reception the maps. Yeah. yeah, where you rip one off. Generally, they're pretty good, right? Well, yeah, always pays to have I rip out two or three. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, just to yeah have have references, but but yes, yeah, so that was our mapping experience. Of, uh, and and usefully, you can make them to a little hat if it rains. I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of use there. Sure. Uh, so, uh, um, so that was that was your travels. Although you were away for what five five weeks? Uh, I was all out of the country for five weeks and on holiday for four. There we go. Okay, cool. And um, we we talked in our last podcast podcast about the conference. Um, uh, has has anything settled with you? Have you, you kind of you know? Has your mind had time to think about the conference and and you know? Have you come away with any uh, new kind of insights? No pun intended on the insights. That was a joke. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a joke, but um, I think one of the key takeaways was machine learning. Sure. Well, um, that is getting bigger. Um, Esri's ha- Esri's had some some smaller tools for a while, but they're planning on building that building more of those mm-hmm. it's your phone yeah um it's probably google finding you now going uh, hey. no, it's not. oh this isn't live is it good point <laughs> um but yeah um so no that and satellites um the amount of satellites are going to be taking imagery daily 
by 2020 oh, yeah, is quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, and we've we've mentioned a few of them, Planet, um, and a, and a few others in in various podcasts over the. Yeah, I can almost say over the years, Mark. You know that? Well, it's nearly two years. Yes. Yeah, I know. Over the um, years. Yes, that was that was probably my two takeaways. What about yours? Um, oh, the. Uh, I think you're right about machine learning. That was that was definitely something that um, that I took away. Uh, the other thing was um, new data sources. Um, so there, there, there. I, I went and spent a bit of time in the uh, what was it called the um, the new technology. What am I talking about? In um, the kickstarting, kickstarting. Oh yes. Yeah, area. Yeah, that was good actually. I like that. That was. Yeah, and I caught up with a, a few there. A shout out to um, Safe Graph, uh, you know, Safe Graph and um, Downtown AI. I, I caught up with in particular. And there's, um, you know, taking human movement data. So using the various apps you've got on your phone um, and using that information to kind of be able to track the location of, of people across the city. Yeah. Um, I found that really interesting, and and an awful lot of um, an awful lot of opportunity. Not unfortunately, uh, probably in New Zealand, but a, a lot of opportunity <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, um, that's true. So yeah, I, I think those those new data sources are going to really change. Um, you know what we do and how we do it. Yep. I mean, can I ask Chris, how did your children react to the baseballs you got them? Um. Well, you know. We don't really play baseball in this country that much, um, but they they were perfectly happy to have. Um, I think possibly the best freebies um, at the event. Um, yeah, I'm kind of I feel terrible now. I can't actually mention <laughs> who the company was. One base. One base. Well, there you go. That's good. Yeah, um, good memory. Yeah, I gave one to my colleague, and uh, I'm highly jealous of it because I don't have any myself. Oh, that's so nice. Um, yeah. So that that was that conference, and then I guess uh, you know we we have an international audience here, but we also have a few yeah Kiwis listening in. Um, last week it was um, New Zealand's very own uh, user conference, Esri user conference, um, yeah. which uh, I attended for for three days, and I think you attended for the day, day. I think it was yeah one day one day one day. Well, yeah, it's kind of um, you know how much Esri conference can you attend? I'm, I'm sure in your it's, case sure it's, a lot. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my case maybe not as much. Um, I I'm but I'm struggling to think of any takeaways. I mean, it was a nice conference. It was. I, th- I think part of the problem for me anyway, and, and possibly for you as well. If you'd been to the uh, the SRUC, then you know you saw to some extent a lot of the stuff that you've already seen. Um, you know, yeah. Esri, Esri share that kind of information with their um, well, yeah, distributors and partners. Well, they take slides from, yeah, sure. from the Esri conference and, and yeah. re- regurgitate them. But it was uh, I, I enjoyed it, actually. I thought um, there was a good crowd there, a lot of people I knew and a lot of people, uh, you know, new to the industry. Um, yeah, I did think that, again, I mean, the fashion of wear at the Esri user conference was quite strong. Oh, we should. Talk. It was amazing, and um, hey, yeah. man, uh, tr- trending on Twitter, and still trending on Twitter, I might add. Still trending, trending on Twitter. The um, hashtag, the fashion of wear. You should, you should, yeah, you need to look but, that up on Twitter. But yet, at the Israel New Zealand one, it was a bit lacking. Um, mm. You know, the, the stage was much. People on stage were much like last year. Um, kind of grey suited. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that would be, you know, something to improve on maybe for next year is uh, a bit more diversity of colour. Yes, but you then go... Well, yeah, I know. But but, but then you go to the uh, our conference dinner. Um, oh, yeah, and, that's, and it, that's eclectic. Yeah, I mean, and I, I know you didn't go this year. Um, but it, for, for people who aren't living in New Zealand, um, you might be <laughs> surprised to hear that um, our conference dinner was dress-up. So it's everybody always goes... Dress up. Every always dress-up. Go in costumes every single year, um, and it has been from... And I think as a, uh, for our American audiences or other ones... You know, when we say dress up, think all out dress up, Halloween type. You know. Yeah, we're not talking Comic Con. I mean, you know, well, well, maybe oh, well, we are. It's pretty close. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the uh, effort. I mean, obviously, you know, people don't spend a year making the costumes. They usually leave it to the last minute. Oh, totally. But they've at least thought a month about what the costume could be. Yeah. So this, yeah. I mean, there's always a theme, and this year the theme was uh, going for gold. Um, so I'm going to let our listeners just cogitate on that for a minute whilst they work out what they would have gone dressed as. Okay. Um, and then whilst they're doing that, I'll tell you that, um, yeah, my, my company, we all went as um, prospectors, gold prospectors. Yes. So, you know, we had the, uh, you know, the... You know, the old-timey hat and the beard. Yeah, the beard, beard you stuff. know. Yeah, yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris, can you tell me, was that an original idea? Was anyone else as a gold prospector? Oh, of course it was an original idea nobody nobody else apart from i don't know maybe half the um, audience <laughs> yeah. uh when as as prospectors um you know there, there was basically a split there was prospectors or athletes i think that was, that was a lot of egyptians weird. as well yeah Fair i didn't quite get that i'm not you know i don't know anyway um yeah so that's that's what we've been up to as we said we've got a lot coming up uh, we have um, yeah, and and would love to hear from you. Um, so, Chris, we haven't done this for a while. I know I'm slightly nervous actually. Uh, we are going to do export to shapefile. We are export to shapefile. So, Mark, before we get started, yep. uh, we got a uh, inquiry from um, Joshua Sargent. Um, yeah, on our, on our shout Facebook out page. to Joshua. Uh, hello from the US, he says. Um, I picked up one of your cards at the Esri UC last week. <laughs> we had we had business cards. Yes, yeah. we do. Uh, he's listening to one of your old episodes. Um, really, really enjoyed it. It was the best thing I've ever listened to. He doesn't say that. I'm just paraphrasing. <laughs> um, you two have been playing the game Export for Shapefile. I've tried to look up the rules so to understand it, but no luck. Can you share any hints about how to learn to play? Um, I mean, sure. great question. Yep, and you can actually go to the blog site, mm. uh, the Export to Sheffield blog site, which I think is maintained by Esri. I think so. We'll have to... Um, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put a link up somewhere. Or you could go to um, actually just arcgis.com, maybe type maybe. in Export or GitHub. Is it on GitHub? Well, that is on GitHub. Oh, no. Oh, Esri. Sorry, Geonet. Oh, it could be on Geonet. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, it could be on Junior. So, um, or just Google export to shapefile, and there's there's quite a bit out there. Sure, um, uh, we'll we'll post the links we have, um, and yeah, hopefully uh, Joshua, you'll get into it, and um, you can give us a game because, quite frankly, Mark certainly doesn't give me a game anymore. <laughs> I didn't realise this was marriage counselling. <laughs> Pardon? Didn't realise this was this was marriage counselling. Get on with it. Come on, you'll serve. Oh, am I in? Um, okay, well. 
I'm going to start. I'm going to start with um, Sync. Uh, so that's a stand extension spatial analyst. Um, yeah. Sync, Mark. Sync about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch you sync uh, your battleship as I go ASCII 3D to feature class. Oh, a nice comeback, Mark. A nice comeback. It's a 3D analyst toolset, I believe. Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to see your uh, ASCII 3D to feature class with. Oh. Create signatures, also from uh, Spatial Analyst. Ah, all right. Well, I'm going to put you into a curveball and do convert time zone data management. Okay. Not, not uh, at all I've used a lot, actually, but... Nice blocking move, Mark. Um, oh. Uh... Snap. <laughs> from the editing toolset. Right, sorry, I thought you were playing a game. No. no. Alright, snap from the editing toolset. Yeah, toolset, yep. Okay. I'll keep it simple for you and stick with data management and the mirror tool. Ooh. Well, I'm going to see if I can uh, head you off that path that you're clearly going down, Mark. Um, register as version to data management. Ah, naughty good, but a goodie. Uh, okay, we'll buffer that. Buff that, rebuff that. Uh, Tintarasta, 3D analyst. Oh, that was a nice move. Um, didn't see it coming either, which is. I'm wondering whether you've been practicing while you've been away. Because <laughs> your wife's a pretty good player as well, isn't she? Ah, uh, yeah. Mm, okay. Um. I'm just playing for time, let's be honest. Uh, near analyst also. Right, come on, give it some effort. Um, right, how this one for a right hook, make root event layer. Oh, far out. That's linear referencing tools. Um, <laughs> come on, fast game's a good game. Yeah, 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 come on. Um, Contour list, 3D analyst, my last okay. roll of the dice, I've got to be honest. Spatial analyst, path distance, backlink. Ah, oh, flipping heck. That's uh, obscure. It is, but very well uh, dug out from the depths of your memory bank, surely. Um, oh man, I'm embarrassed to say I've got nothing. Um, Come on. Oh man, I can't lose to you. Um... Oh, export shapefile. Oh. oh, damn it, Mark. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Seems like you've been on holiday. No, is that? I think it's that Tinderasta that got me. Yeah, keep keep mixing it up for you, you know. And seriously, path distance backline. <laughs> Honestly, have you ever even used that tool? No. <laughs> no, but like many of the uh, the things that are in your brain after playing export shapefile for too long. Mm. Um, actually to be fair I was doing a refresher um, earlier this week how were you and I came across that and I oh that's a good one to use yeah um, but yeah alright I'd say a good game but it wasn't um, well, it, was, it was a good game for you not, not sure. really for me I'll take a win well uh, hopefully uh, Joshua picked up a few tips from that um, yeah yours yours not mine um, <laughs> I was pretty dire actually um, but yeah that comes us, that brings us nicely to the end of the podcast
It does, Mark. It's been a pleasure. I'm really glad we're back into it. You know, it's been a while and I've yeah. missed it. I yeah. mean, like all our listeners as well, I know how much they've listed. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and, thank you for listening again. Thank you so much for listening, uh, making us number one. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Um, um, and also, get in t- touch with us. We uh, we love to hear from you on uh, Facebook, Twitter, website. Oh, what's the other one? That's it, isn't it? Oh, do run it. Or do it, you know. Yeah, just Google Geodurable. Honestly, there's so many ways to get in touch with us. Indeed. And on Mark, that note, say goodbye. See you later. Bye.